Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Robert Yeager and the Tao Foundation. Faith here with a welcome toast. It was Laurel Robertson who said, long before institutionalized religions came along and temples and churches, there was an unquestioned recognition that what goes on in the kitchen is holy. Cooking involves an enormously rich coming together of the fruits of the earth with the inventive genius of the human being. I love that. I got that sunshine in my pocket, got that good soul in my feet, I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. It's great to have you joining the party on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, inviting you to eat, drink, and be merry with us. My treasured food buddy is here, senior contributor Chris Prosperi. We're really excited about this cookbook because this is filled with recipes, soup recipes that are fantastic. This cookbook not only gives you these exceptional soup recipes, it tells you how to have a soup swap. Here's what happens with a swap. Each of your guests makes a soup, and then you bring the soup to the soup swap party at the host's house. Everyone tries every soup there, and so that's a lot of fun. (laughs) And you bring containers, so you get to take home every soup you try. We adore this concept. The book is called Soup Swap. The author, now known to me as the Soup Queen, (laughs) is our guest, and we will tell you throughout this hour how to have this book sent to your door as our thank you gift to you for supporting the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze and WNPR programming. Wait until you hear about these comforting and crazy delicious soup recipes and how soup swaps work. Kathy Gunst, welcome to the Food Schmooze Party. So great to be here. It's great to have you here. Chris, let's talk about the first soup that we made from the book. It is a classic, wildly delicious tomato soup. It's probably one of the best tomato soups I've ever had, Me right? Me too. Uh, just simple, easy wow. to make, straightforward. Sometimes I'm a chef, so I'm guilty of trying to put too much stuff in things. And sometimes I need a recipe like this to remind me that simple can be just so elegant and yummy. And this recipe did that. But get to the great part. Yeah. But then she opened my eyes to a whole new crouton. Me too. In this soup, you put what she's calling grilled cheese croutons. And really, it's just taking some bread and toasting it and then putting cheese and melting it and making these grilled cheese sandwiches. Cutting the sandwiches into little cubes. I, w- I want to go over this because <laughs> so this is cool. such a knockout idea. You make a grilled cheese sandwich, yeah. then you cut it up into little Squares. cubes, yep. Yep. and that grilled cheese sandwich with the crispy outside and the gooey, and the gooey cheese, cheese inside in the middle gets sprinkled on the top of the soup, soaks and up then the each soup. spoonful oh has God. a cube of a grilled Crunchy, cheese sandwich in it. Gooey. It's unbelievably good. Yeah. Changed my whole Kathy. perspective of grilled cheese and tomato. Kathy, it's just a knockout genius, genius. <laughs> 
genius thing to do. I love you guys going on about this because I really love this recipe too. And Chris, I really appreciate you talking about the simplicity because as a cookbook author and as a cook, I too am like, oh, what new twist can I give this? How can I throw in 10 more flavors? And the truth is Mm -hmm. that simple can be so good, particularly with soups. This is the biggest misconception that making soup is difficult. There are a million ingredients. It takes forever. This soup defies all of that. Yeah, I didn't even mention how fast it went. Oh, my God. I, like, blinked and I was pureeing it. And and thank you, Kathy, (laughs) for allowing us to put this soup so you can see it, my friends, as you listen right now, at foodschmooze.org, tomato soup with grilled cheese croutons. What I imagined was that you'd sprinkle some cheese on the croutons, but no, it's a grilled cheese sandwich, and the soup recipe is fantastic. Let's talk about your corn and sweet potato chowder with a saffron cream. Sounds complicated, but when you look at this, this isn't hard at all. And oh my God, how delicious. First of all, it's such a gorgeous color, isn't it? That little touch of saffron. And for listeners who are a little afraid of saffron, it is considered the world's most expensive spice. You need just a pinch. Um, And of course, you can make this delicious chowder without the saffron, but it adds this exotic, smoky, earthy flavor. This time of year, obviously, you would use frozen corn. Mm -hmm. Sweet potatoes are everywhere. This is a really rich, comforting chowder that, again, does not take long to make. It's also fantastic to make in the summer, and it will be summer again, I promise, Um, (laughs) using, obviously, fresh ears of corn that you scrape off the cob, and then you turn your knife around and scrape off the corn milk, it's called, and that's the juice that comes off the cob. And boy, do you get a corn-rich chowder. But I have made it this winter several times using frozen corn, and the sweetness comes through, and it's a really lovely chowder. And it also stretches a lot of cooks' definition of what a chowder is. People think you must have all these types of fresh seafood, and this is sweet potatoes, and in this case, frozen corn, since it's winter. And you tell us how to make our own vegetable stock. But is it okay if you buy vegetable stock? I have been traveling around and talking about soup swaps and soups. And inevitably, at every single talk I give, there's a kind of hesitant person in the back of the room that almost in a whisper says, um, I'm, I'm really sorry to ask this, but do you have to make your own stock? And, and what it is is it brings up the fear of what I call the S word. People are just <laughs> terrified of making stock because this is what I think they imagine is, you know, a French chef with a tall toque on his head with bones coming out of a gigantic copper pot like animals, you know. But here's what a stock is. And since you talked about vegetable stock, let's stay with that. So I have a bag in my refrigerator, and every time I peel an onion, I put the peel in the bag. And every time I trim a leek, I put the dark green bits and the trimmings. Every time I peel a carrot, and when this bag has a good amount in it, not compost, you know, it hasn't been sitting there for weeks and turned to mush, these are just peelings from your daily cooking for a few days. You throw all that food in a colander and rinse it. You throw it in a pot, you add a carrot and a celery and some peppercorns and a bay leaf and some salt and add some water and you turn on the heat. And I like to call it recycled stock because what you've done is take foods that you would normally throw out 
and make something fabulous from it. And this recycled vegetable stock, or you can do it with all fresh vegetables, is the basis of many of the vegetable-based soups in this book. Okay, so um, I take that to be the answer is yes, you can buy vegetable stock at the supermarket. (laughs) Do you want to know what? The answer is yes, because I've been making the soup that's in the book called Stracciatella, which is a classic Roman soup, and it has four ingredients. Chicken broth, Parmesan cheese, spinach, and eggs. Here's what I tell people. You can make this soup using boxed chicken stock, spinach from the grocery store, pre-grated Parmesan cheese, and you can use eggs from the grocery store, and you will have a good soup. Here's the clencher. If you make your own chicken stock, if you buy eggs from the lady down the street that has chickens or from the farmer's market, if you get baby spinach from a farmer or a winter farmer's market or a store you trust, and if you grate your own Parmesan cheese, you will have an exceptional, comforting winter soup that you will never forget. So that's that's the answer. Agree with every single thing you said. So there is a potato leek soup in here with a chive oil, Chris. Mm. And this happens to be one of my favorite soups. And we're talking about leeks and olive oil and minced chives, a little bit of fresh thyme, some potatoes, some vegetable stock, your own, hopefully. But if you're not making that recipe from the book, you certainly can buy it or add some things to it to spruce it up. A little touch of heavy cream and chive oil. There you go. Simple Uh, and yummy. Simple and yummy. I don't know anyone who doesn't love this kind of potato leek soup. I adore this soup. This might be one of the ultimate comfort soups. This is vichyssoise in the summer. This soup goes year-round. And chive oil is simply pureeing fresh chives and olive oil, and you swirl it into the soup. So it takes this very white soup and gives it this beautiful emerald green chive flavor. We're going to get into some meat-based soups. We're going to get into this parsnip and cauliflower vichyssoise with a gremolata. I'm telling you, these are soups where you would run to the restaurant serving these. But what if you could have a lot of them in one place? And taste them all. You can't do that in a restaurant or in anybody's house. That's where Kathy has done this genius thing. And that's why we love the book. Right after we say we've fallen in love with the soup recipes, then we say, what a great idea. A soup swap party. How did you come up with this idea? Can you very briefly tell us how it works? So six years ago, a neighbor called and said, winter's so long, I cook soup, and then I'm stuck with the same old pot of soup all week. So her idea was that we get a group together, we go to one person's house, they make the salad, the bread, and the dessert, everybody brings a pot of soup, we have a party. And we have had some fun parties. <laughs> I love it. And then at the end of the night, everybody goes home with six or eight different soups to enjoy all week. It's or genius. you throw it in your freezer. It's so much fun. And do the math. You cook once and you go home with eight or ten yeah. meals. Oh, boy. I, and everyone does, This is does, so right? good. And we're going to tell you how everyone. to have this book with these incredible soup recipes and this idea of how to throw a soup swap, which is very simple. This is our thank you gift for supporting this show and everything that you hear on your public radio station, WNPR. So uh, we'll tell you how to make that happen. Maybe you've got a soup lover somewhere. We'll get to that in just a second. Let me turn over to some of the other kinds of soups that you've got 
that here. I get emails all the time from people saying, do you have a good French onion soup recipe? Classic. Here I came upon yours, and it comes with these double cheese croutes. Tell us about this. (laughs) The classic French onion soup that you'd get in a Parisian bistro has that thick, goopy layer of melted cheese and a big hunk of baguette. And as fabulous as it is, I always thought it took away from the deliciousness of a good beef broth with all those onions. Mm. So I thought, I want to lighten this up. So you saute leeks and all these onions. You make a really great beef stock or you buy one. And the cheese croutes are as simple as can be. It's a thin slice of a baguette or a ciabatti or some crusty bread. Grate some Parmesan cheese or Gruyere, whatever your cheese of choice. You broil it, let it cool, flip it, do the same thing on the other side, and then you have a double cheese croute, which, by the way, work with almost every soup in this book. And the double cheese croutes are essentially, as I remember, it's a baguette, right? Yeah, any type Mm -hmm. of crusty bread you want. Okay, and some olive oil and then grated cheese on the top. Exactly. And the other great thing about them is that they last, you know, in a sealed tin or a Ziploc bag for several days. And um, the heat of the soup kind of melts the cheese on one end and it just drips a little bit in, but you get the crunch of the crude. Texture is like a big thing in soup that's often overlooked. Most soups are soft and hot and sometimes pureed. So a crunchy double cheese crude, yum. And how about this? In here, as we're going to take a break in just a second, but in here there's a recipe for polenta croutons. You know what a fan I am of the tube polenta Mm -hmm. that is on the shelf because there are many interesting things you can do with it. Absolutely. And here's Kathy, who's got the great idea of using that tube to cut them into squares and make polenta croutons out of those. That's a great idea. You don't have to stop and make polenta. No, just quick. And then uh, you sprinkle on some cheese and a saucepan with high heat. And there you go. You start browning them up, and on top of your soup it goes. That is so great, Kathy. Of course, for all your gluten-free friends, they will love you forever. (laughs) Because it's completely crunchy and satisfying like a bread crude, but no bread, no gluten. Yeah. One of the best things. It's a fun twist. Yeah. So we're going to get to your pasta fagioli in just a minute, but we're going to take a break now for just a couple of minutes to tell you how easy it is to have this book sent to your door or to someone you care about. Maybe you want to save it as a gift for somebody. I think you're going to want to have the party that we just had here in the studio, which was the soup swap. It's a most fantastic thing. These soup recipes are killer good. And to have people come over to your house, that's why it's called Soup Swap, come over to your house and bring soup, and then you bring containers, and then you go home with all these soups is the most fabulous way to have a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get something. You get, right? That's <laughs> yeah. a, you go to a party and you get a bag but of first soup you to try go. things it's, at the so, party. Yeah, but that's like any party. But the benefit of having that soup to take home for the week. It's wonderful. Right? This Monday thing. I'm going to have this soup. Tuesday I'm going to I mean, I could plan my week around meals having this soup. And as Robin mm-hmm. says, if you don't want to have a party for whatever reason, I don't know why, <laughs> but if you don't want to, that's okay. You can just use these recipes to make double batches of soup, put them in containers and freeze them and have them all winter long. That's right. Or, or all summer long. All right. We're going to 
take a break uh, and tell you how to have this book. And then we've got more recipes from Soup Swap coming your way. Comforting conversation. So don't go away. 1-800-584-2788 is the number to call to support WNPR and our show. Or go to foodschmooze.org and click on the red Donate button on the upper right-hand side of our homepage. The Food Schmooze now has a new easy pledge page with all of the recent books Faith has featured that are available as gifts. So donating and picking out your thank you gift is easier than ever. You won't have to scroll through pages and pages of Rolex watches, (laughs) (laughs) coffee mugs, coffee mugs, tote bags and DVDs if you don't want to. I mean, you can if you want, but you don't have to. On our new fancy pledge page, you'll see all the books that Faith has offered up as gifts front and center. Pick this one or another one that you'd like, and we will send it to you. When you visit our site today, and I know you will because, well, soup, <laughs> and the fact that you stop <laughs> by. good soup. Yeah. And the fact that you stop by every Thursday and Saturday, please show us some love and support the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze by clicking the donate button and swapping a donation of $8 every month for Kathy Gunst's invaluable cookbook, Soup Swap. Or just click that donate button and give what you can so we can keep this party going commercial free. We essentially will send this book to your door for a contribution of $8 a month. Uh, We're talking about the way things go these days, one cup of coffee a month. Mm -hmm. And this book with all of these recipes in it and how to have that soup swap party is coming to your door. And the toll-free number, as Robin said, 1-800-584-2788. Or you can go online to foodschmooze.org. And that donate button is on the upper right. And you can see our fancy page that Robin just described. Coming up, we're going to be talking about pasta fagioli. We are going to be uh, mentioning Hope's Italian Sausage Zucchini Soup. There's a black bean and chorizo soup, a Sicilian black lentil soup. I think lentils are so great. There is a, do you? Mm -hmm. A a pork and white bean chili and all these fish soups we want to tell you about, including a phenomenal New England fish clam chowder. Really, we were just so impressed with that one. So if you'd like us to send this to your door and open up a whole world of how to have a party that gives you something and you're part of that giving in the process, and on top of it, making us stay on the air and enabling us to keep bringing you all these shows and this party that we love to do with you, please call now, one 800 584 2788 and we'll send a book right to your door. Pledge $8 a month, and you'll have all the recipes you need to win the next soup swap. (laughs) And thank you. Cornbread had a fight. Beans, Beans not cornbread out of sight. Beans. Cornbread said, now that's all right. Beans. Meet me on the corner tomorrow night. Beans. I'll be ready. I'm Faith Milton with Chris Busberry and Robin Doyon Aiken. And I want to say, if you haven't figured this out, we hope you'll support 
uh, what we all do here at this station. On this show, we like to give you something that is fun. We are back now with more incredible soup recipes, thanks to our author, Kathy Gunst. Her book is called Soup Swap. It's about comforting recipes to make and share. Other people do it, too, and you all have a party, and you bring containers, and you go home with a whole bunch of soups. Just love the idea. How fabulous That is, is that? a party I would like to go to. Exactly. You can't do this at a restaurant. This Does, is a genius idea. Do you do this once a month? We do it once a month all winter long. That's awesome. Mm. Oh, my gosh. How do I get on the list? <laughs> I make soup. Well, first of all, you have to be in Maine <laughs> I'll if you drive. want to be part of her soup group. <laughs> do you have a good bed and breakfast That's nearby? I could come up. <laughs> Absolutely. You have to start your own, Chris. That's the whole idea. Wherever you are, it's a movement. It's a way of building community wherever Mm. you are. And that's a good idea right now. Okay, so we've got Sicilian black lentil soup. This is the the recipe that Chris and I are so excited about. I keep looking at it going, boy, do I want a bowl of that right now. Now, I never say this correctly. Is it guanciale? Guanciale. What really makes this soup, guanciale is pork jowls, and you could use a pancetta or a prosciutto, but what really makes it is the grated orange zest. A little bit of fresh grated orange, the citrus of winter, makes the lentils just pop. All the flavors pop with this touch. Because, of course, when you grate citrus, you get the oils, you get the flavor of the orange. I was in Sicily two years ago, and every soup I had seemed to have a touch of orange. And I thought, this is brilliant. So I looked for these Sicilian lentils. You can use any type of lentils. Mm -hmm. If you grate a tiny bit of orange on top of it, people will flip out. I love the idea. (laughs) And let me say this. One of the things that happens in European countries, when people peel an orange for any reason, they take the peel, they tie it up on a little piece of string, and they hang it on a nail up above the window where the sink is. And so there are several of them hanging there. The peel just dries out. And each time they want to put a little grated zest into something. Oh, they used they, that's what they just it's grab genius. one off the string and they zest on top of just about everything. And Provence, this is a idea. big thing to do. So I, This I, is called aromatherapy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so we're talking about leeks and olive oil and this guanciale, or you could use pancetta. It's just going to chop it into small cubes, fresh rosemary, uh, some carrots. Uh, If you can get Sicilian black lentils, great, but you can also use the traditional European brown lentils, some tomato paste, some dry Italian white or red wine, chicken stock or beef stock or vegetable stock, whatever your persuasion, some salt and pepper, that grated orange or tangerine zest. And orange-flavored oil for drizzling at the end, if you can find it or you want to make it. It's kind of simple to make, actually. Mm-hmm. All in a big pot, right, Kathy? All in a big pot. Again, another very simple soup, a soup where you can use pre-made chicken stock or vegetable stock or beef. 
these flavors just come together, and of course the lentils soften and thicken the soup. You can use the pork, or you can make a vegetarian version of this, but do not omit that orange. You're just going to be like, who knew one ingredient mm. could transform oh. a soup so efficiently? Okay, and if we can go back to stocks for one second, I just want to eat your rich bone broth recipe that's yeah, in here, right? Did it's you really see it? Good. It's just, yeah. I mean, that's a meal, and it's you could make this broth, have a meal, and then save the broth to make this soup. Your bone broth recipe we have this on the site you could just go to your butcher and you know they've got a lot of bones in there yep. and you just say i want to buy a bag of bones yeah but she has and, short rib in there oh and i know shank and then that meat you could Roast use them yeah and, and you could take that beautiful. meat and use for other things like salads or oh, right or put in that, soups that or, broth in a salad oh dressing God. is unreal yeah gives it a mm. real backbone of richness okay pork and white bean chili Wow, one of our favorite, favorite kind of chilies because that pork with those white beans and the onion and the garlic, the tomatoes, this is a hearty, healthy, delicious thing. A little bit of lime on the top of that. And you're marinating the meat first, Kathy, right? I am. So, you know, it is an extra step, but it doesn't take long and you can cook other things while it's marinating. This is a meal. This is not a first course kind of soup. This pork and white bean chili is what it's all about. And another big part of this chili and many of the recipes in this book are the garnishes. Garnishes can take a soup and make it go from, yum, this is good, to like, whoa, this is a party. So in this case, you mentioned there's lime. You serve it with buttery avocado slices, fresh cilantro, scallions, sour cream, hot sauce, and then you can crumble tortilla chips. So all of a sudden, your chilling is, it's a major meal. This is like a Super Bowl Sunday kind of thing. It's just such a hearty, delicious meal. And the white beans get so buttery and delicious. But yeah, the first step is to toast some cumin seeds. You grind them up. There's a bunch of other spices. You put the pork in. You let it sit for a while. And then you can start your chili and add the pork, Mm -hmm. you know, when it's all ready. There's a few steps, but this one is well worth it. And it's no first course. Now listen, (laughs) listen to these soups that we've been talking about and think about going to one of what Kathy is recommending, the soup swap. That's an of the book, Soup Swap Party, where the host provides, you know, some things and bread or whatever. And then each of the guests brings a large pot of soup. Everybody brings containers. And at the party, you try every soup. Do you try it in mugs, Kathy? Ramekins or small bowls are the best way to go. Because if you're at a party, even if it's just four people, I just had a soup swap, and there were 40 people and 18 soups, so I didn't get to try them all. But I had a little ramekin, and I took about two or three tablespoons of each soup. And then when I found that beautiful soup that I could not stop eating, (laughs) I go back to it. That's why one pot of soup is enough to serve everybody and give everybody leftovers to bring home. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is so great. So so I have a question. Soup is filling, of course. So, So I have a question. When you do it, do you assign soups or do you assign like you do a meat soup, you do a vegetable soup, you do a fish soup? Well, if I had I'm really your glad book, you asked I would yeah. assign yeah. the yeah. soup. <laughs> right. You know what, though? I have to tell you, in all the years that we've done this, we've never had a duplicate. We never assign soups. Wow. Everybody just comes with whatever they want. And 
first of all, if you and I made the same soup, it would taste different. True. We would add different garnishes. We would yeah. add different toppings. But it's never happened. I did this soup swap last weekend. As I said, 18 soups, not one duplication. Can I just quickly say, too, that every soup tells a story. When people choose a soup to bring to a soup swap, there's a reason. It's either a grandmother or a great aunt or what they found at the winter farmer's market. And it's really fun to share these stories at a soup swap and find out what people's backgrounds are or why they were attracted to one soup over the other. Chris, you know how we love pozole, right? (laughs) So there's a chicken, charred tomato, and chili pozole recipe in here. We have one of my favorites. Yeah, oh, <laughs> we are crazy about it here. Go ahead. I like the fact that she gives the blueprint of making the party too. I mean, really, if you're going to do this and you're kind of like, oh, I don't know how to divvy up the work, or do I need bowls? Do I need what? Is that you really define that in this book on how to get it going? Well, every recipe says this makes ten to twelve tasting portions yeah. for at the party itself, yeah. and it makes eight full servings. So if That's you're not going to have a party yeah, yeah. and you just want to put eight containers in your freezer, which is a wonderful thing to do. But if you're going to have the party, you know how to figure out what the portions are going to be. Uh, I haven't even gotten into the meat soups, but the pasta fagioli. You know, uh, many Italian families have a favorite of this. How did you pick yours? Well, a lot of trial and error. This is a classic Italian pasta and bean soup, of course. And I love it. My kids grew up eating this, but of course, when they were little, they loved Progresso in a can. Um, (laughs) Here, I use a pork loin roast, um, and I cut that into cubes and lots of vegetables, garlic, carrots, celery, parsley, and rosemary, the stock, some crushed tomatoes, some little pasta, and then, of course, white cannellini beans, and you'd grate some fresh parmesan on top. When you're working with fresh Parmesan cheese, when you're done with it and you are just down to the rind, Mm. do not throw it out because Parmesan Reggiano, the rind thrown into a soup, adds enormous flavor. This blows people's mind. You can make a a Parmesan stock using the rind. And what I do is I cut it into small pieces and put it in the freezer so I can just pop out one small piece. And whenever I make the pasta fagioli, I always add a bit of the rind. When you use the rind to make a stock, I've never thought of that before, then what would you use the stock to cook? Like, say, rice or pasta? or. Anything that you're going to use grated Parmesan cheese in, um, oh. it's a really creamy, delicious <gasps> stock Pastas. and yeah, less subtle than you would think. Yeah, and any kind of pasta. Yeah, yeah you're driving me wild yeah. now. Okay. Uh, I, I kind of want that I right know, now. right now. Okay, New England fish and clam chowder. Let me say that in a few minutes we're going to take a break, and we're going to talk with you about um, how to have this book sent to your door for a contribution to the station to keep the food moves on the air and also all the programming at WNPR so that we can send you this book. We chose it specially because we're so crazy about it. It's called Soup Swap, so it's how to have a soup party, but we're into it for the soup recipes themselves, and we're crazy about this idea of a soup party because you get to try all these great soups. For a contribution of $8 a month, 
around a, a cup of coffee a month in some places. <laughs> or a movie. Um, oh, yes, or a movie. We will send you this as our thank you gift for supporting WNPR and the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. 1-800-584-2788 is the number to call. Robin? Or click the donate button on foodschmooze.org. And as Kathy was just saying, Soup Swap is a book about much more than soup and soup recipes. It's a book about community and camaraderie. WNPR is all about community, your community, this community, our region, our state, and our city, the city you live in. If you are a daily listener, or maybe you only turn WNPR on once a week every uh, Thursday at 3 and Saturday at noon, perhaps. <laughs> I mean, maybe you really are a Food Schmooze exclusive listener, but I doubt it. You're smart people. Whether you're a daily listener or a weekly listener, you are part of a community of listeners who take comfort in turning on your radio and hearing the voices of people in your community reporting the day's news or giving you a break from the day's news with original shows. If this community is important to you, if you value the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze and the other talk shows on WNPR, support us. Keep us commercial free. 1-800-584-2788 is the number to call. We are going to, thank you, Robin, we are going to talk about more recipes in the segment that we have coming up, but wanted to pause. We know there are more and more of you that pile in every 15 minutes to tell you that we are talking with Kathy Gunst. We hope she'll come back again on the show because we love, love her taste in soups. These are some of the best soup recipes, right, Chris, that that we have seen in the longest time. You will want to make soup. You are going to want to do what the, the name of her book suggests, have a soup swap. Everybody comes over with a big pot of soup, and you do these tastings around the room, everybody trying all the soups at once and having a ball and sprinkling things on them, and then you go home. With You bring your containers and you go home with many kinds of soup, six, eight kinds of soup. Imagine that kind of thing. You can't do that in a restaurant or in anybody's house. This is very unusual. I hope this sweeps the country. That's what we're hoping because we think it's quite a brilliant idea. We're going to get to New England fish and clam chowder. We talked about the pasta fagiole. There's a Portuguese-style kale, white bean, and chorizo soup. There's an Italian sausage zucchini soup. There is sausage, cabbage, and root vegetable soup in this book, black bean and chorizo soup with an avocado crema. Oh, there's a lamb and lentil soup we didn't get to. A lamb and farro soup. How much have we all come to love the heartiness? And there's a short rib ramen in this cookbook. So many good things to come your way and light up your life with parties. That's the idea of this book. (laughs) For $8 a month, 1-800-584. That's the number to call. Toll free, 1-800-584. 2788 and you can just bring your charge card to the phone to make it easy. We know for some of you $8 a month is a little more than you can do right now and that's okay. We understand. But if $8 a month is a comfortable contribution for you to make, we want to thank you by sending you a book that fosters community. Soup Spot. We also want you to invite us over for some soup, but that's besides the point. (laughs) (laughs) Our phone number will be posted. That's right. No one makes just one bowl of soup. You make a big batch, a huge batch if you're smart, and you invite friends over to share it. A lot of the recipes in Soup Swap feed eight, some ten, and some even more. 
There are soups to make and share with friends. If over the years you've come to think of Faith as a friend, or you think of Chris as that friend you get cooking tips from, or you think of Alex and Mark as your wine guys, because they're always telling us what's good to drink right now, and Anthony, right? Yeah, that's right. That's your cocktail, your personal bartender. <laughs> your personal bartender. Um, do your friends a solid and make a contribution to WNPR and the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. If you look forward to the Food Schmooze party every week, I do, please make a pledge of support by calling 1-800-584-2788 right now. We'd be so grateful if you did. Foodschmooze.org or toll free one 800 584-2788. All right, back to more soup recipes for you. We don't say no soup for you. We say soup for you. <laughs> Lots of soup. We'll be right back. Thanks. I'm Faith Middleton with Chris Prosperi, and we have soup recipes for you as promised. We're talking with Kathy Gunst, author of this cookbook, which we want to send to you, Soup Swap. These are comforting recipes for you to make yourself and store away in containers in the freezer or to have the most fun ever and have a soup swap with your friends. So these are recipes also to make and share. And that's why we're getting to one that is always a favorite at these parties. <laughs> New England, why do restaurants have this on every menu? New you England fish and clam chowder. Now, this is a little different because you notice it's not just clams. Yeah. It's New England fish and I clam like chowder. And, of course, it's got bacon in it because bacon makes everything better. Whole milk plus heavy cream. Kathy, I'm going to let you explain because what your other fish pieces are in here. There's so many variations of New England chowder, but unfortunately, a lot of the ones you get in restaurants are thick, gloppy, gluey, mm -hmm. yuck. This is, I wouldn't call it light, but it is not thick and gluey at all. I let the fish flavor it. We use clams, cherry stones, or little necks, all kinds of fresh fish, again, what you can find, haddock, other firm flesh fish, Yukon gold or buttery potatoes, Yum. fresh thyme, and then fish stock. I always look for frozen fish stock when I go to a good fish store oh, good because idea. fish stock is just made from the rack or the skeleton after they have filleted the fish. Sorry to harp on this, but it's so simple to make. But in fish stores, often they make it because they have all these empty fish racks, and they'll stick it in the freezer. So Great be idea. sure to look for good fish stock when you're at a fish store, as opposed to buying the stuff in the box huh. at the grocery store, which I'm not too fond of. One of the things that I do is when I'm peeling shrimp, I throw the shells in a little zipper bag, and I throw that in the freezer. And when I get enough of them, I boil those, and then I've got uh, shrimp stock. And so, Such a great idea. Could I use that as a kind of you seafood stock for something like this? Of course. It would be fabulous. When I cook lobster, I will save that water. I strain mm -hmm. it, and you have a very light but 
absolutely oh, lobster flavored stock. Yeah. <gasps> you know, and if you mix the lobster and the shrimp, mm-hmm. bingo. Oh my you god, that's a, double a great whammy. idea. If you cook mussels yeah. or clams like you're having exactly. that as dinner, just strain that juice, put it in the freezer and save it for when you're making a soup. <gasps> I love this. The best right? part of eating fresh clams is that juice. I always yeah. feel like I'm taking a swim. It's like mm. eating the ocean. It's just so fresh oh, and briny and that is where you're going to get a chowder that goes from yeah. good to great. And wow. let me tell you, this woman knows her chowder. She is from Maine. She lives in Maine. <laughs> so New England fish and clam chowder, even a smoked haddock you Ooh, could use, right? Give it a smoke can we, flavor. Can oh. we talk about that chowder for a minute? That chowder is so insane. So here's how it works. <laughs> you look for smoked haddock, which you got to ask around. But yeah, in New England, sure. it's not hard to find. Nope. Also called thin and haddie. Yep. And what you do is you take this piece of smoked haddock, put it in a pot with some milk, a bay leaf, an onion, parsley, bring it to a simmer, and then take it off the heat. The smoked fish flavors the milk, then you're going to strain it, and the milk becomes the basis of the chowder. And then this chowder, everyone will say, oh, sorry, I don't eat meat. Is there bacon in this? And you're like, there's no meat in it because the smokiness of the haddock combined with the leeks and some milk and some cream and chives is so insanely good. I can't get over so this. So good. So I'm going to tell you something. This is the craziest coincidence, but we just featured Cullen Skink, which is what you're describing. That's what this is. We yeah. just had this on the show yeah. last Mark week Raymond. because Mark Raymond, our yeah. senior contributor, happened to have a friend from Maine come down, always yeah. bring some food, and yep. he said, bring me some kind of smoked something. Yeah. So they found a recipe online for Cullen Skink. Yeah. We put it on <laughs> Facebook. People were yeah. just wild over making Cullen Skink. I had some friends who are part of my regular soup swap who mm. went to England and read a Scottish food magazine brought this recipe back. I mean, we nearly fainted. It was so good. And simple, right? Yeah, it's very very simple. Very simple. You can do this. Yeah. Here's another reason why you have to get this book. This is one of those ones where, you know, you have to. I love you guys so much. We're very This has got to be in everyone's collection just because you need to have a collection of soups. Yeah, you do. And the sides at the back of the book I'm really taken with. And there's one in particular that I love because if you're going to have a soup party and let's say you're the host, this would be something that you could do. Because this host doesn't have to make soup. This host can, but doesn't have to. But I would love to make this skillet cornbread with chive and brown butter. Oh, now that would is love to make chive that? Yeah. brown butter. Now, we've done brown butter cornbread on the yeah. show. Yeah. We would never thought to do chive brown butter. That's So great. simple again. Cook it right in your cast iron skillet or whatever your oh. heaviest skillet is. Cornmeal, fresh chives buttermilk so it's really light and tangy and it lasts for a few days this is such a great accompaniment to nearly any soup yes and this one has traditional flour in it of course it has good cornmeal so if you're gluten-free you can partake by doing a gluten-free substitute flour there's cup for cup there's you know there's einkorn and on and on it goes but there's no reason that you have to be kept from chive brown butter (laughs) skillet cornbread no one should be kept from skillet cornbread with chive and brown butter. Oh, I think this is actually a wonderful side for these soups because you want sometimes a hit of something light, and that would be your citrus salad with creme fraiche and tarragon. 
And oh, I love that. Blood oranges, regular oranges, tangerines, grapefruit all around us right now. And you make up a whole salad of them. A good way to end, a good way to begin. It's a good dessert, maybe with a little ice cream on the side. Instructions <laughs> for how to fry capers, which make oh, capers make otherworldly. Garnishes for soup. Uh, absolutely terrific, this thing. Is there one more soup I could squeak in? A Provencal-style fish soup with Rui. This is one of my favorite soups on earth. I absolutely love it, too. And, of course, anyone that's ever traveled in the south of France has tasted some version of a bouillabaisse or a fish stew. This is like a highly adaptive soup. If you're on the East Coast, you can add haddock or cod or whatever local fish. If you're on the West Coast, you might add different things. The idea is that you have all kinds of clams and shrimp and mussels, but whatever white fish is local to you. And then it's a tomato-based broth. And of course, it has fennel, which is a flavor Mm. that you'll find in many Provence-style soups or salads. It's just a prevalent flavor and so bright and fresh, slightly licorice-y, but very, very subtle. Mm. For all the richness of the seafood is actually a fairly light soup. And then traditionally, it's served with a rui, which is a thick sauce Mm. made from roasted red pepper and tons of garlic and bread. And how can you go wrong with those ingredients? You're not kidding. Um, There's a baby turnip soup with uh, toasted (laughs) hazelnuts. You do? Is that a favorite at the parties? It was. Someone made that at the soup swap last week. You went to the farmer's market and you get those little itty bitty turnips, not the huge baseball sized mm-hmm. things you see at the grocery store coated in wax. But the trick to that soup, and this shows you what a new twist can do, you make a very delicious creamy turnip soup and then you mix miso paste and butter and wow. you swirl just a touch of this miso, which has all the umami, mushroomy, meaty flavors. You swirl that into your turnip soup and it goes from two-dimensional to three-dimensional. That's amazing. Just two ingredients. And people are, what is this? What is this? Whoa. And you're like, hey, it's vegetable soup and it's made from turnips. Would normally people would be like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, right. But wow. I love the idea of miso and butter together swirled in there. Yeah, you I do too. could do that with so many purees yeah. and so many vegetable soups. Two ingredients and a whole new dimension of flavor. We've That's got, the idea behind this book. We're celebrating soups again here in the show with this book. Kathy Gunst, author of Soup Swap, how to make all these soups with your friends, all gather, enjoy them all. It's called the Soup Swap, and then bring containers, and everybody goes home with many kinds of soup. And I think it is the best food party idea. Stracciatella, as you mentioned, that Greek abgolomono. Did I say that correctly? I never said that. Abgolomono. Yeah, no, you've got it perfectly. Lemon and orzo. Chicken stock and oh, so good. That's sopa de lima, which to me is like the most fabulous chicken soup. (laughs) Absolutely. Fresh lime juice, tortilla. Oh, 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 that's the way it should be. Chris, we mentioned our chili pozole soup. There's a Thai red curry chicken noodle soup. Lots of vegetarian soups in here. I'm especially grateful for all the fish ones because I was just talking with, well, my cardiologist. I said, what about fish oil capsules? Do you believe in them? And he said, what I believe in is eat the fish itself. And so I now have an eye. My my eyes open. Mm -hmm. Sandeep Mukherjee is a genius. Pretty great. As I think this book is. Why take a pill if you can eat it? Exactly. (laughs) So we're about to tell you how to have this book 
sent right to your door. You don't have to do anything except make a contribution to keep this show and everything you hear on WNPR on the air. You can do it online. You can do it through a phone call right now, bringing your charge card to the phone. And this is one hot item right now. And we encourage you to jump in because you're probably going to get some calls. People want you to participate in this book, The Style, The Idea of It, Soup Swap. And that toll-free number is one 800 584 2788. Bring your charge card to the phone if you can. Makes it quick and simple. And uh, we will send this book to you as our thank you gift for a contribution of $8 a month. The price of coffee, a ticket to the movies. Kathy Gunst, author of Soup Swap, thank you so much for being on the show and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much and I love your show and I so appreciate all this Soup Swap enthusiasm. I know, thank you. And Chris Prosperi, my darling buddy. And so Robin Doyen Aiken, also my darling buddy. Go ahead. (laughs) Here's how you get the book. 1-800-584-2788 is the number to call to support WNPR and keep the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze Party going commercial free. Or click the donate button on foodschmooze.org. For a contribution of $8 a month, you'll get Kathy Gunst Soup Swap. You know, Kathy is no stranger to public radio. She's the resident chef of NPR's national program Here and Now, so you'll be doing all kinds of public radio good by ordering this book with your pledge. Your contribution makes it possible for WNPR to bring you Here and Now and Fresh Air and Radio Lab and This American Life and all the other interesting shows you listen to on WNPR, your public radio station. Let's love the local for a second and call one 800 584-2788 to support the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze and all of WNPR's news and talk shows. Don't you know, Robin, that when I'm hearing Kathy talk on the show and I listen to her segments on Here and Now, there is something about her vibe that is so great. Inviting. It's just inviting. Everybody can do things. You know, it's the way she speaks. It's just very casual and fun, enthusiastic about life and about the things she does. And that is a feeling that is also in this book. So it's very encouraging. She talks in the book about drinks you might want to serve with all of this, what side dishes you can do, which soups travel well, how to set it up, how to heat the soups when you get to somebody house, what kind of containers you can bring, all the things to do. It's just terrific. All right, here we go. 1-800 if you'd like to have this book sent to you, or perhaps you'd like it sent off someplace else. You can make the contribution in, in your name or in somebody's name, and but have it sent as a gift in the mail to somebody else. Sure. You can do that too. You can drop the world's biggest hint. Like, we need to start a soup swap. So you'll need six books and six of your closest friends. <laughs> That's right. All right. Toll free, 1-800-584-2788. Or go online to foodschmooze.org. And at the top of our page, our new page, you'll okay. see all the stuff we offer. And top right-hand side, you'll see that donate Thing on the top bar on the right <laughs> to click on that and you're good to go you'll see everything that's right eight dollars a month gets you soup swap a book you will want to cook your way through for the rest of winter and beyond 60 recipes plus recipes for buttery biscuits the skillet cornbread that faith was raving about mm. fresh salads so your soup suppers never have to leave you hungry or without something to sop up any broth that's left over in the bowl <laughs> If the cookbook sounds good to you, if Soup Swap is your kind of book, right about now, 
Call 1-800-584-2788, or like we've been telling you, click that donate button on the top right-hand corner of foodschmooze.org and go to our new pledge page where it's easier than ever to pick out a gift. Oh, I forgot to say, in this book, Maya's Hot and Sour Broth with Beef Pork Wontons in that... Oh, mm-hmm. Why didn't I talk about that? Well, you'll have to just see. That's why you're getting the book. That's why it's going to come to you. Toll free, 1-800-584-2788 with our tremendous thanks.